0: everybody to the Saniac podcast I am so excited to be back with you guys I know we missed the first two but we're going to touch on them right now for all of you that are new here this is the Saniac podcast a one-stop shop for all things MTV's The Challenge we do live recaps cast interviews we have really fun content on our website at Saniacpodcast.com and you can follow us on all the social media platforms and more particularly you can follow Zach chatting shit all day on Twitter at Saniac podcast (laughs) on our Twitter account we are so happy To be back. It feels good. And what an episode to return for. Zach, how you doing?
1: Well, I'm doing great, Shani. It's great to see you again. We haven't spoken in a long time. Um, it has been a while. Man, what have you been up to the last two months since we we communicated with each other?
0: Honestly, so much. I went to Israel, I think, twice in that time period. I did Columbia for a bit, um, for my friend's wedding. And just, like, lots of family stuff, lots of work. Um, as per usual, it's been so busy, but it's been a good off-season. A longer off-season than we're used to in the past few years.
1: Yeah, I, I appreciated that. We needed a little detox time. I've had an interesting couple of months myself. Uh, I, I recently won a civil claims lawsuit. I'm pretty happy about that.
0: <laughs> oh, um, shut up, actually.
1: Yes, Um I've been raising a, uh, a very uh, chubby little infant boy, um, and my Instagram followers will tell you just how adorable he is. Follow he is me at zcal 77 to take in the full adorableness. Um, and those of you may notice, I look a little more rugged than usual. Um, I don't want to totally spoil it, but I will. I have decided since episode one of this season that I am going to steal Jordan's look. So I am growing oh. out Jordan's facial hair. Are we yes. a Jordan
0: fan? Because I am a Jordan fan.
1: I'm a huge Jordan fan. We Hell will get Hell yeah. That. Oh, we'll be uh, agreeing
0: on that this season. Yeah,
1: oh, yeah. We're going to agree on that totally. Um, it's nice. Let's just say it's nice to have a power player in the house who acts like a power player and who fucking is a power player. I completely
0: agree. I completely agree with that. And it's been a, I mean, listen, there's some new improvements to this season. So now we're fully refreshed. It's like MTV knew that we had enough of a break. We got our, you know, our feet back on the ground. Zach's now used to being a dad. I got some work done and some traveling in, and they're giving us an hour and a half long episodes, which, I mean, you know, without ads and everything, it still comes out to about 58, 59 minutes of pure content, which is amazing considering what we were getting before, like 40 minutes at most, you know? So this is a good increase, about a 20-minute increase for us in terms of content. Um, And they're also pounding it hard with all this new cast, all the new Brits. Now, I mean, I don't know, like what the deal is with all the new Brits, but they're a little bit temperamental and they're not being so nice to the Brits of last season who we loved and who I thought smashed it. So there is a little tension there and they're they're sort of losing my love collectively as a group. Um, individually, I still have lots of love for Bear and Co. Uh, but yeah, there, there's been a lot of improvements this season. Apparently it was supposed to be called Bloody Hell for those of you who don't know, This a little bit of tea for you guys. Um, so they ended up changing the name long after filming so they had to scrub all of those scenes where tj's like welcome to you know the challenge bloody hell or whatever intro they like they had Um, i
1: imagine when i first heard that that was the case i was thinking to myself oh my god there's probably so much work that has to go into that because i mean first and foremost they probably had a bunch of uh, a lot of set design for the mm -hmm. bloody hell name if i had to guess Um, And just imagining the work that goes into editing that. But I did hear Wes's appearance, his recent appearance on Challenge Mania, and he said that's not the first time it's happened. So um, I thought that was actually pretty cool. Clearly, this is this is a common practice in like a reality competition Mm. based uh, show and environment. But it does make you wonder, like, I wonder what other challenge names were scrapped in the past. Um, I was just and, about and to word, say, now yeah.
0: I'm curious. Now I want to yep. know, you know, what else What else uh, have they been changing in the past? That'd be kind of cool to see. Um, but, yeah, so that is a little fun back for you guys. And we're going to be going over uh, just, you know, the first and the second episode pretty briefly. We just have some major bullet points and some of the sort of controversial stuff that we have to address. I definitely want to talk about um, the poll that we put up between Georgia and Cam and all those people. Oh, yeah but we do yep. have to settle something before we continue because this is a bone I have to pick with Zach and honestly Marie Jemmy and kara I mean this is like the stupidest fights we've ever seen in all of time and I cannot believe that anybody's even remotely looking at Jemmy and Marie's responses and saying like wow oh they're, they're like killing or they're doing this and I actually have seen a bit of that while the majority of the challenge fan community has admitted as a whole that this is the stupidest fight they've ever seen there are still some people backing them and I just don't understand why like at what point are you going to stop backing your faves when they're fucking up this bad i mean it was a t-shirt this whole thing started from a camo muscle tee it's not even full fabric
1: well uh you're not picking a bone of contention with me because um i pretty much agree with you you messaged me a couple days ago and, y- and marie you deleted said, her you twitter know, did you know you- that no i did not um, and and you were saying you know what what ha- where do you stand on this Jemmy stuff? And my stance is very clear. I think Kara is a fake um, person, and she's really easy to take down if you have the right material. And this is the wrong material. This is not a good argument. And I I I actually resent that they're going in so hard on it because it gives the Kara stands fuel to be like, oh, you're just haters. And in this case. People are just haters because it's a really weak argument. Um, if, you're, yeah, if you if you want to point out what a terrible person Kara is and disingenuous and all that, there's okay, other but, there's other. But ways can to you not also
0: concede that not only was it not a good argument, but Kara actually had some funny shit to say back? Like what she was re- responding to was hilarious. That picture of her and Jemmy, are we having fun yet? The one of her posting it on her on her um what was it, on her Poshmark, like that was so funny. The cost, yeah, I, the prices, that was good stuff.
1: I I got a kick out of it. Um, and I don't normally get a kick out of what Cara has to say. So (laughs) I I give her, I give her props. Um, yeah, (laughs) give her, give her all the props. Uh, congratulations. I hope you lose this season really bad. Moving (laughs) on.
0: All right. So now let's get back into the episodes guys. So episode one, So episode one, I mean we we started off, you know it's all very glamorous, it's very classic episode one of the challenge where there's some sort of like muddy dirt challenge, Um, and this is the first controversy that we hit right away was Jordan electing himself to be the team leader, and I didn't really have a problem with this, just as much as I didn't have a problem with Cam doing it. um, What I had a problem with with Cam was later on in the episode, but with the way Jordan did it, it was like nobody else was gonna say why not take your shot. There's no rule that says you can't do that, and I think that if like Wes had done that, he would. have no complaints you know and it's a classic him move to have done back in the day he's just sort of lost his stride in that way and jordan's picking up that torch and just saying like i'm gonna i'm gonna do this i'm gonna take this one right now um and why not you know i saw no problem with it
1: jordan is such a necessary element to this season and really to the show in general because unfortunately this show, people – it really shocks me because people look at the challenge and they talk about things, of, you know, about what makes a good challenge competitor and, and they want, you know, athletes. People want athletes who can also bring, like, some kind mm. of personality or some kind of story. But what I've noticed is that so many challenge fans don't really understand what it what it makes, like, a true athlete, what true athleticism is. They confuse the people who – um are not very sporty but but yeah but they do crossfitting and they confuse that with actual athleticism and the reason i love jordan is because like he's and trust me i hate to use this word in this culture like alpha and beta but like jordan's like a true alpha dude (laughs) like he is about that life and he's multi-talented um he's legitimately athletic and he talks a lot of shit and he has a big ego and he backs it up and I'm really entertained by him. I'm really entertained by him just stepping up to everyone and saying, like, come on, like, like fuck with me. Like, mm. I'm Jordan, I'm the leader. Who's gonna do something about it? And yeah. you're just you're just like waiting for, oh, is Pauly gonna step up and do something about it? I don't know if Pauly's on like Polly I'm not they're I haven't just, seen
0: They're <laughs> just complaining. Oh god, my dog.
1: I haven't seen anything to validate Pauly being anywhere near Jordan's level. I'll say they're, that.
0: They're honestly none of them are doing anything about it. Richie, Richie is upset. He's really upset that West went. We to are tonight.
1: so back right now. We got dogs barking. We're we're gonna, we're gonna leave this in the uh, in the podcast feed too for all our loyal podcasters out there. <laughs> we're gonna, gonna fuck real with real some happy. dog owners. You yeah. know those
0: you know those TV shows when they have like um uh the doorbell ringing or in the commercial and stuff. Ugh! And when Richie was a puppy, it was the most annoying thing. The doorbell would ring; he would start barking. Like I'd be watching friends, and someone would knock on the door.
1: <laughs> I love Earlene's count. Paul, Paulie's definitely a beta. Jordan's an alpha. We're we're really, We're really in in the uh, we're in the political territory already here in War War of the Worlds Two. Um, I I really have I I don't have too many thoughts at this point about the first two episodes more so about the storylines that came out of it on, on, on the outside. There, but were I loved, there were a few themes, there were a few themes,
0: like some rivalries, some, some couplings and things like that. Like we can definitely talk about those, but in the, in terms of like the, you know, doing it by beat, I I don't think that there is much to say.
1: Yeah. I was surprised, um, in the first episode that they came out with, um, with, X battle or pole wrestle, however you want to define it, that they, they came out with that mm. as the, the first elimination um, with, with little hype or anything like that. They just threw it out there and it looked pretty middle of the road. What have you. Um, but I did walk out of the first episode. I actually really liked Sean coming out of the first episode. He was, he was me endearing too. to me. Yeah. I I,
0: I, I I think I like him more than the Joss, Rogan duo right now I thought he would have been a more like cohesive member of the team um, and worked more along with the crew that was there last season
1: yeah he didn't really stand a chance with this really tight majority alliance running the UK team Um, and but yeah I really liked him and I liked the sit down that he had with Wes and Jordan and Laurel um, that was enjoyable. Oh,
0: did you? I I just oh I don't know. Like this whole thing, like Wes really he was just grating on me this whole season. I'm pretty happy he went home tonight. But Yeah, I mean, it's speaking like,
1: of tonight he yeah. was just
0: he was really, really grating on me this whole and I saw it throughout all the episodes. Like there was moments where Wes was like getting involved and I was just like, Why are you still talking? you know, like he's he chimes in with things that are so relevant to say, and I feel like What's happened is that Wes grew up and he grew out of this like hothead persona that he used to have. But in order to still keep people entertained and drawn in, he feels like he kind of has to put that stuff out there. But he sounds stupid. He sounds like a 36, 35 year old guy who runs a bunch of businesses being like, fuck you, bitch. Like it sounds like a dad saying those things now. You know, I feel (laughs) like he's sort of grown out of that mentality. And I'd love to see him just embrace himself a bit more and not get like, like into that kind of stuff. It's just a bit weird. Um and also I agree with the whole I, I think they didn't hype it up though, the X battle pole wrestle, whatever, because it wasn't that good. It wasn't a, a Joss and Derek. And that yeah. would have had, you know, would have had to been a killer elimination for them to hype it up enough. That it wasn't a long enough a limb for it to be any of those classics.
1: So here's here's the one thing I liked about the negotiation, because it, it looks like um it looks like there's some disagreements in the comments. Some people I'm liking it, right some people not. Uh, the thing that I enjoyed about Sean sitting down with the American team was Laurel. I really liked what she said to Sean. She, she said, so, so Sean, describe your show to us. Describe what it took to win your show. And he describes, you know, a very social game. And Laurel said, well, what happened here? I don't think she said it to antagonize him. I think she said it as a learning tool. Like Sean, you came in with all these skills, but you didn't use them. Why didn't you use them? And I really, I really appreciated that.
0: I did, I did like that part. I just didn't like Wes's part, but I did, like, I did like that and how they sort of drew him to that conclusion. And I think it was an eye-opening moment for Sean as well. Like, oh, this show isn't about what I thought it was about. Like, I should have tried to stay out of this elimination more. Yeah. I don't think he realized um, that that's
1: the goal. Michelle wants a redemption house. That's a controversial take.
0: There's too many people for the Redemption House right now. Like, there's just so many people that imagine if they were all coming back every other... You know what I mean? Every other week, you'd have a, a returns of three or four people. Like, it's just too much. I think this cast is so stacked heavily. I mean, there, it feels like a really big cast, maybe particularly because it's like... Teams, So it's different. Mm-hmm. And the format is, is you can see how many people there are. And the fact that we're not even getting screen time from some of the classics like Leroy and Zach. And I mean, I didn't even know Zach was on the season until like episode three. Like I didn't even know he was uh, we're on gonna, until tonight.
1: We're going to do a wallpaper alert later in the, uh, later in the but episode. He's not, he's I, I've not got a got wallpaper. A couple...
0: Like he's actually funny. It's just the fact that there's so many people, it shows you the sheer volume of, of cast members there and of big cast members, bananas and Wes and like everybody, you know, Kara. they, they have like every, yeah. Yeah. Face from the challenge since the '90s is on.
1: So uh, I, I wish. Trust me, I wish. We're we're a little lacking every in that face department. that every face um,
0: that maintained its relevancy.
1: When it comes to redemption houses, I, I haven't really found. I can't really think of a season that utilized redemption house that I enjoyed, and that goes for Survivor as well. I'm not really a fan of the redemption island or edge of extinction concept. And so I think overall, if Redemption House is going to be successful, the concept needs to be revamped. There needs to be a format that's consistent, that makes sense, that doesn't ruin the the integrity of the game too much, like we saw on Final Reckoning, which is, you know, at this point, one of the worst seasons of the show for me. And it's, it's yeah. pretty much because of that. Um, so they need to find a way. And I'm not offering up any solutions here, just criticism. I mean, this is 2019 after all, guys. I'm just going (laughs) to criticize and criticize and I'm not going to help because I'm just (gasps) spitballing.
0: Shade. Shade. This is one of those moments where I wish we had sound effects. Um, I, I agree with you in that regard. I think if you were a Big Brother fan, you'd see an easy fix to this problem because they do battle back competitions, which are phenomenal. And what it is, is it's usually only one battle back. I mean, maybe there's two, max, max, max two. And it's a competition of, you know, however many people are eliminated and in isolation, and they come back and they all compete and only one person comes back into the game. And it just makes so much more sense. And it's it's not like this constant... You never know if they're going to be back or not, type of a thing, and and it's it's a lot less um, it's a lot less annoying for the people who are actually winning. Uh, you know, when they're playing the game to not have five people coming back every other week from freaking yeah. Redemption House. So I think if they did that, if they had a Redemption House up until a certain point, maybe the halfway mark, and then they all competed and one person got back in, that would be solid. Maybe one male, one female, you know, because it's the challenge. Um, but other than that, Sarah like, liked, I don't like it. Uh,
1: Sarah liked the X's 2 Redemption. and That was the first time that Redemption was the done on the show. Yeah. Yeah, um, I like that
0: one too because that is exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Actually, is that it's one one team, one person coming back. You know, yeah, they didn't do like the whole thing, and it was a surprise, an actual yeah surprise. And it, I,
1: didn't they? They do it. They did it with like an MTV.com tie-in. Right, you had to watch the yeah. next battles on MTV.com. Um, so that that was unique. Um, Adji's in here, yes. Adji, I did give you a shout out on my Instagram the other day at Zcal77. And if you guys want a, a musical shout out, you know, you just got to give me good fire song recommendations, like Adji did.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so one more thing that we definitely have to talk about from episode one, which was yep. not picking CT.
1: This yes, was a CT big
0: game move, and I'm sure you probably agree with it, as do I. I mean, I can't imagine justifying picking CT over Turbo. At this point, like, I know he's great and he is a valuable member to the British team, but can the U.S. really say that he was the best player for them to choose?
1: I am going to this is going to be our first disagreement. Um, I had a wildly successful post on challenge fans after episode one. (laughs) Um, I've really been striking some gold with my takes lately. Because I tend to just find that little, that little underbelly in the take community that people, they just don't want to, um, they just don't want to face. It's it's like a little uncomfortable truth that they can't come around to. And here's, here's my issue with you people. There were so many posts leading up to the season after the trailer dropped, and people were like, whoa, CT's a beast again. CT got in shape. And I was like, you guys. I understand that we all love CT, but are we watching the same trailer? Because what I see is a CT that looks identical to what we saw on World of the Worlds 1. Why is it that some people, people get themselves so hyped and they convince themselves like he's back, he's back, he's back. The old CT's back. The beast is back. He got in shape for this season. He's looking ripped. That's if you search on Challenge Fans and on Challenge Talk, you will see that all over the place. Everybody was saying that, and what happens, dude? We get into episode one, and CT comes out looking like shit. Now, I th- guys, I
0: don't think he looks like shit though. He just looks big, but he doesn't mean that he's. Maybe he didn't come back lean. I'll agree with that, but I don't think that he came back like out of shape. I think he's probably in listen, better shape Listen, I'm not going to say
1: seasons. I'm not going to say that he's not a good competitor anymore. An out of shape CT is still a big threat. But I'm just saying I'm laughing at the fans for everyone that are they're able to do these mental gymnastics. And the picture that they're looking at, it's like they can alter it. They're like, wow, this guy who was legitimately like a fitness model on Rivals 3, he looks like that again.
0: But but explain to me, explain to me how that. Like, what exactly is the relevancy to what people are saying now about this? Because it's not like they were saying CT's coming into shape. He's gonna be better than Turbo. He's gonna be better than Turbo for sure. We're gonna pick him if there's a choice between people to choose in the challenge. They were just saying he's coming back in better shape. They weren't saying here's, like, do you know what here's I mean? What there's, I an, love. there's no contradiction now with agreeing that they should have picked Turbo.
1: Here's what I love. Because even Mine... okay,
0: even an in shape Turbo and an in shape CT, <laughs> Turbo still beats an in shape CT in my opinion. Yeah. Absolutely, even like a prime in shape CT. Turbo is an absolute machine. So I just no no I no just no a know. prime in
1: a prime in shape CT is a physical threat unlike anyone we've ever seen. Ah,
0: um, I don't know if unlike anyone, I think unlike anyone we ever saw, but not like unlike anyone we've ever seen now. AK so
1: here's where I'm at. Jordan, during this portion of episode one. Jordan spoke for me and this is why I'm loving Jordan because everyone's like, Oh guys, we got to pick CT. We got to pick CT. And Jordan's like sitting there picking at his nails and he goes, Nope, we're not picking CT. He looks like shit. (laughs) That's pretty much what he did. And the entire team flipped because Jordan is that dude. He's that dude this season. And he single-handedly took everyone away from CT and CT ended up on the other team. And it was great. And also, yeah. I mean, Jordan, Jordan's would be not like, afraid to
0: speak yeah. up. Everybody else was for sure thinking it like you don't think that they were all somewhat yeah, dreading I, I it. I'm sure, that. you know, it
1: was. Deep that's, down who, inside. that's what I'm saying. I, I love that. We're, mm. we're living in an age of the challenge where it really lacks genuine confrontation. It's got a lot of scripted confrontation. Yeah. but I'm looking for that genuine heat. And Jordan, he's the guy to bring it because he doesn't give a fuck.
0: I agree. I we're going to be that. loving him all season. I have a feeling about that. Yeah. Um, I hope he so sticks yeah. around. I think we're, we're pretty pleased that they picked Turbo. I do think that CT, though, is was more valuable to the British team than turbo would be because what the british team needs is Mm -hmm. not i mean yeah they need a little bit of turbo strength but what they really need is leadership and somebody who can help them with puzzles because they're all fucking idiots on that side so i think ct was the perfect person to join their team and you can see he's like the dad of their team already i mean Uh, oh ct ct
1: ended up in a better spot on the uk team than he did on the u.s team like he he would he would have been squeezed out somehow on U.S. on U.K. He's just the the de facto guy. He's not even going to get touched. And the U.S. the U.S. team feels so bad for letting him go over there that they're not they're probably not going to say his name either.
0: Yeah, that's very so he true. he's just gonna, CT's going
1: to coast. I guarantee you, he will coast.
0: I I agree with that. I mean, you can see it. He's coasting already. Um, so anyways, we basically have that. We get a little bit of like a Jogan, Wes, Jordan situation, but we can pick that up in later episodes because it, it seems to stream through. We also have the start of the romances between Josh and Georgia and Bear and Laurel, which we can talk about more in, uh, tonight's episode. So episode two, we get the switching teams twist. This is when we find out about this. I don't know if like you like this, if anyone's going to really utilize it. I, the only person off the top of my head that I think would use it would be Kyle, um, I, I can't imagine anybody else really wanting to switch. I don't see it being useful. Um, I love it. Towards the end.
1: I love it. I think that it is, um, it brings potential, strategy into the game that we haven't seen before and i hope it's used properly and i also like that they put a, a restrainer on it that you can only it you know you can only switch one time and mm. once you switch you're done i like that uh aggie to answer your question between jenny and nicole who do i like more i think that's i think that's some kind of um nod to the running joke right now that they look alike they um, do
0: they're fucking twins they like think, are actually twins yeah. it's ridiculous which, which
1: one which one has the crazier lips right now you and i were talking the, the lip the lip fillers on this season are out of control uh,
0: right okay now. it's a little bit tragic like all you have to do is overline your lips a little bit and you'll see some dramatic results i just mm-hmm. don't think that these people need to be plumping their faces it's crazy it looks like they're all about to pop and, none and of listen them look guys, really nice they, they need I know to get their work done <laughs>
1: We're living in the age of sensitivity, so I don't want to get accused of body shaming for talking about bad lip jobs, but listen, everyone's getting their lips done, and that's fine. However, there are some people with crazy-ass-looking lips on this season. In episode two last week, Kelly's and lips, there like was like a side angle, and it's totally their choice. It's totally their choice to do it, and I respect that, but if it freaks me out, I got to say something about it. Like, Kelly's... There was a side shot of Kaylee's lips last week during a confessional, and she looked wild. I don't know if
0: I I properly noticed hers, but you know, what? I mean, like, listen, I get it. I have so many British friends. This is like this is part of their culture. So for them, their lips aren't even that big. You know what I mean? They're walking around like with middle of the line lips. Like, there's people with way bigger lips all over the UK, and so for them, it's just it's more middle of the road. But then when you put them next to the U.S. people, it's it's so apparent. The Um, shot,
1: the shot I saw of Kaylee, she legit had (laughs) like it was duck lips times. 20 like it, snooki- it looked it like she had a, it, it looked like she had a duck bill it was it, crazy have
0: you okay so did you actually you'll like this because people were posting um what was it it was a video of natalie and cara going to get like botox and fillers and stuff and everyone yeah. was getting mad at car because she was getting needles in her face and she doesn't like needles and da and i was looking at those needles and they looked really scary like those were some yeah. big ass needles
1: uh, listen, just, like, I really it. I based on how last season ended, I did a lot of car talking and I don't want to say too much about her um, because I don't want to keep carving out that reputation. But she just does uh, some guys. Things Zach that...
0: is a changed man. He is trying to turn a new leaf here, everybody. Can we she, please she just give him the, a round of
1: applause? She does these things sometimes that are annoying and it's along those lines like, Oh, I hate needles, I hate needles, but I get lip and, and honestly, I don't even care about that. It's actually more so Cara tries to be like, Oh, I'm I'm all natural. I'm 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 this all natural person. I didn't know she um, was doing
0: that. Somebody sent me a oh, message yeah, saying that she had posted like, like a bunch of stuff. I didn't realize it yeah, was, like, that. Yeah, but, but
1: she but she's you know, you're, you're not. You're doing the same stuff everyone else is doing, which is fine. Just don't say that you're different. Also, she, her and Polly do this thing where they go to Applebee's. They're like, oh, look, we love Applebee's. We love eating all this junk food. Like, dude, Carl, are you serious? I, like, yeah, I'm sure you go to Applebee's and you eat like kind of unhealthy and then you don't have a job. So you just work out all day. Like that's different, and she does like oh I love donuts and ice cream and okay whoa 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 whoa
0: whoa that's such bullshit because there are plenty of people who work out a lot and eat a lot of crap.
1: Okay, I'm one of them
0: and are in shape like like them yeah but you're not working out like they are working out they're working out yeah because I'm job Cara
1: doesn't. But doesn't.
0: But, ew, but her, Listen, the way she makes her on. living is in a different story. Wait, wait, <laughs> her whole
1: Her whole deal is just like, oh, we go to Applebee's. We're going to eat everything on the menu. This is wow. the worst
0: argument I think you've brought out. Are, have you been hanging out with Jemmy and Marie? It's,
1: it's not even an argument. It's a straight-up fact. She's like, oh, we can just eat. We're just normal people. We can eat everything we want on the Applebee's menu. Okay, well, most of America can go to Applebee's and get everything on the menu, and their fucking arteries are going to clog. So... I don't know what to tell you.
0: No, but a lot of people, a lot of people eat outrageous food often. Like this isn't, anyway. Yes,
1: exactly. Normal people. She's not a normal person. She's like a fitness model.
0: No, but there are plenty of very fit people who have like big cheat days and they eat like crazy ass shit. Like oh big trainers. I, okay, I let's get. I, to, I agree with I early. Let's with get back you to the right show. Now. Let's get back to the show. I can't with
1: you right
0: now. I've never actually been to Applebee's. Um, all right. So anyway, so so let's talk. Uh, let's talk about the music choice because this was also one of the one of the things from episode two that we have to discuss. Stand by me coming in. I mean, there was so much good music throughout all of this. The first two episodes. It's been fantastic. I know you have a take on this. You as
1: you. It. This is very. Love. This is, this is a conscious choice. So in the first episode, it opens up with Fortunate Son by Creedence Clearwater Revival, which is a nod to Forrest Gump. Um, when, the, when the Forrest and Bubba are helicoptering into Vietnam, it's the same song that plays. So that, that's kind of where they took that cue from. My dad then, loved that song
0: too. So when yeah. it played, I and was then, freaking out.
1: Yeah, and it was also appropriately timed. There was the Woodstock 50th anniversary around that same time. And then in episode two, we get Stand By Me. And I'm like, what, what is going on here? And then tonight they played uh, Carry On My Wayward Son by, by Kansas. So it's like once per episode we're getting a, a, a classic rock choice, which it's been a really weird run of the show. For longtime challenge watchers, you will know that the show used to be much like MTV was. It was a tool for newer music, current music to get that played on the show, familiarize people with it, and kind of set the tone for like, this is the generation right now. These are the songs that are playing. It's almost like a time capsule when -hmm. you watch back on older episodes of The Challenge and Real World and Road Rules. And then I'd say for probably uh, the last 10 years or so, or maybe like the last five or six years, since MTV has downplayed the music presence on their channel so much, music hasn't been relevant to the show at all. And then... When we started doing this podcast, I remember commenting. I think it was on Vendettas. It might have been on Final. Re- no, it was on. It would have had to been on Final Reckoning. Final Reckoning. I think where they they mm. played Dreams by the Cranberries. And I was like, that's so weird. I remember Why did they just that. Do that. I rem- so yeah. deeply
0: remember you saying that. So,
1: yeah, so clearly there's somebody who's been on the production team within the last couple seasons that's making a point of these musical choices and like throwback songs and classic songs and, and trying to like uh, incorporate them into the show. I think it's mm-hmm. interesting.
0: Yeah, the, I I always love when they have, because um, when there wasn't really much music identity. I mean, actually throughout the entire series, they've been this. Um, there's been this amazing moments where they'll play like some sort of psytrance sci- trance tune, and it'll be hilarious. And the way that they sort of incorporate it in and, and and have it almost as if it's like background music, but it, it's not background music. Like this is hectic music, and they use it so casually. Um, has been yeah. fantastic. So it's cool to watch these musical themes um, come back. And, and there's definitely somebody on the editing staff that's doing a fantastic job. I mean, just with like the turbo win um, animations, Bears win tonight, his animation, um, so many different like tips and tricks that they're incorporating um, into every episode and all this this these nuanced moments that are, are fantastic. And with TJ as well, like they've been using TJ fantastically this this season. I think it's been amazing.
1: Yeah, I, I like TJ's look he's got going on right now. He's got a little slick back. He's got and a nice his voice, beard. his yeah.
0: voice. He's got like th- these voiceovers that he's doing are really they're very really cool. <laughs> they are.
1: Um. All
0: right. So the other only other the- thing,
1: the other thing I want to touch on from episode two is justice for Big T. I really enjoyed Big T. The two shipwrecked people, I Did liked really? them, and they got bounced right away. Yeah, I liked Big T. I thought she was great. I- What's up, Joy? I see you.
0: I liked Listen, I liked Big T, but I don't actually no, there are people that I would have wanted to go home earlier. I don't, I don't really need to see Kaylee anymore. She's been pissing me off. Like she doesn't have to be on my screen right now. Um, <laughs> but but I would say, so what's your thoughts with the whole Big T situation that happened with Georgia because for me, I think it just got blown so out of proportion. Georgia went to do something kind of nice. She went to go and warn Big T that essentially this is like, you know, she's probably going to be called in. So she should get something ready to say, prepare a speech to be able to, like, argue it. Um, and then that got taken so out of context. And then next thing you know, Georgia's like this massive target out of nowhere.
1: Well, Georgia's made a couple whack comments early in the season. Uh And she's done what I've criticized a lot of American uh, players, particularly American women on the show for doing acting like, like they're, they're veterans and you know, the vet status is really up for debate. But Georgia did make a comment in the first or second episode. She she said, um, I've got the strongest alliance that I've ever had on the show. It's like, wait, no, you, you only did one season. <laughs> so I guess I guess uh, factually, that's probably correct, but just weird.
0: Yeah, but for them, they don't have shows like this in the UK where people have been coming back on since the fucking 90s. Like, you know what I mean? They, they don't have this kind of a thing. So for them to be on a show for a second season, a third season, that's like a lot of seasons, you know? That's not... Yeah. It's, you know, they are, that is what they would consider that. But I do, I mean, I don't think that she feels, but she did really well. Like she should be proud of herself. She should feel like she's, you know, one of the tops on her team, especially in terms of the female competition on her team. It's, it's, I mean, it's her and Jenny and Jenny hasn't even been here before. Um. But the people who were there, like, I mean, Kaylee, like she doesn't hold a candle to her in terms of competition.
1: Yeah, but Kaylee's playing that. She's just playing the social game better. Georgia got squeezed. You know, she doesn't, she doesn't have as, as strong of alliances as she thought she did.
0: Absolutely. She definitely played the social game better. I think that Kaylee made a smart move for herself. I just didn't like the way that it was all happening. Um, and what did you think about Cam being the speaker? I didn't mind Cam being the speaker. I minded how Cam went about her reign as speaker for the rest mm-hmm. of the time in that house. Like, I was, I did not get a good vibe that whole time. People were like ripping on Tori for what she said, but what she said has been what all of the challenge fans have been saying. Since Cam started calling herself Kerala Cam on her first season?
1: Cam has a sense of entitlement. Sometimes she delivers on it, sometimes she doesn't. I didn't like that. So she stepped up to be the speaker and she acted like she was doing this big strategic move by calling Pauline in to be with her. Like, oh, (laughs) I'm I'm gonna feel out what Paulie's doing, as if she's not already been aligned with him since before the season even started. Like, like I have on.
0: my reasons. I have my yeah. reasons. Like, okay, right. so what is your reasons? You know what I mean? I, I just, I don't know. I, I I just didn't get a good vibe. I didn't okay. get a good vibe from the whole thing. It just felt so annoying and just power hungry and yeah. power trippy. And it, it just wasn't, it, it went over the line from being like cool and assertive and badass and making yourself the speaker and just like taking your shot to being really obnoxious um throughout the rest of the episode but Adji, to
1: answer your question who i think is hotter between car and ninja i'm just really not at liberty to discuss they're they're just not my my type of woman they're both beautiful in their own way i'm more into the the thicker type of, of woman you know i i, I like a, I, I like curves you know some meat on the bone um I do need a, I do need better lighting in here for sure. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna work on getting do. a circle light. Sh- Shani's been been trying to get me to get on that circle light game. Um, I
0: did send him a headset and lighting I've is got
1: next. A, I've got a natural glow to me. Um, you know, for those who follow me on Instagram at zcal77, that's my third plug. Uh, I, I don't use filters. You know, I really trust my natural lighting, my natural looks. Unfortunately, in this room, uh, the lighting's just not very good. So.
0: I don't use filters. Sorry, There's guys. Makeup. woo um, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. But my thing, though, with Cam was not that she's entitled. Like, I don't mind her being entitled. It's, it's that she was annoying. <laughs> that, that's really what it was. It was that she was annoying. Because yeah. I, yeah. I don't care if someone, like, you know, takes, takes their chance and, like, takes power when, when they can and seizes the day as they see fit. But I just don't like... I don't know. She carried herself really, really weird that episode. Um, and then the other thing that was so shocking was the poll results. I could not believe how many people were team Cam and Kaylee versus team Georgia. I thought it was just, I mean, I don't know. Usually I'm in the minority well, opinion, but I thought it'd be that. majority. I mean, we, why do you think people thought that?
1: We st- Because when that poll went up, Uh, we stepped into the outrage minefield of the Georgia incident. I mean, do you want to talk about the Georgia incident? But was that really
0: why everybody was voting that way? Because it didn't feel like that was why people were voting that way.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Mm.
1: I I know it was. I know it was. Uh, The posts were all over. We are living in the age, as you and I discussed, where when something like this comes out, if people have something that they can grasp onto to get offended – um, they will, they will go, and they will go in. And people, the people were getting like raw on the boards. And yo, know, I'm not saying that anything that Georgia did was was right. Um, but nobody ever has context for these things. People act like people just act very. Um, they act very instinctive in the moment, and they see that they're Mm -hmm. like, Okay, she's done, cancel her, remove her, don't ever cast her on a show again. It's the same stuff, it's the same kind of thing that happened with Bear when the stuff came out about the 15 year old, which from um, un, granted, there is a difference because, like we said, nothing about the 15 year old with Bear was proven to be correct or accurate. There were no charges brought against him and, and it just kind of passed. But now, this thing with Georgia, you've got the pictures, people are jumping on her. It's not right, but you and I did have a couple discussions that we don't really need to get into about. People yeah, We don't have to, to talk label. about it
0: too much, but I mean, people... I do want to give people a summary of what happened because, um, not everybody might know. I mean, this was basically what happened yeah. was Georgia, I believe was it 2014. Um, there's some photos circulating now of Georgia and blackface and it was like blackface with, um, this like white mustache, like the peanut man mustache and like white eyebrows, um and like a white beard or whatever it was basically like a costume type thing and the story that that is going around along with the photo is the fact that um George was at some birthday party and there was face painting um and the, these kids or one of the kids uh, decided what colors he wanted to put on george's face and that's how it all happened and then um now it's sort of recirculating again and i mean there was just a lot of points but i didn't really think that this factored in so much into the vote because i didn't know that this was such um, common knowledge. Like I did see one thread on my Facebook post about it, but other than that, there was no mention of it. Uh, within... I think
1: the, um, I think the vote, our poll went up literally the same day it happened. And I saw like three or four threads between the, the two main Facebook pages. People were getting pretty outraged about it. Um, and I just, my, my one issue with this is that people are so quick to jump and say that someone is, uh, is a racist and i think people need to understand a couple things one being culture differences um two being there's a huge difference between racism which is active hate like actively hating mm. another race and and actively wanting to disrespect them and ignorance um yeah. those are two very big uh, two very different And both are concepts. wrong, just one doesn't yeah.
0: come from a malicious intent. And that's really important. Yeah. That's really important because that means that that person, once they find out that so-and-so is offensive and that so-and-so hurts someone, that they won't do it again. And I think that that's really important. Um, and that's a big distinction to make. And I think Theo, if I'm not mistaken, somebody said that Theo uh, came out in Georgia's defense recently. And on top of that, people have to know that they're filming, right? I forget what show it was. Is it um, X on the Peak Right. It's,
1: it's i don't think i don't think george no george is not on x on the peak that's just wrapped up that's going to be fire by the way did it
0: just wrap up okay so, so well yeah. irving i believe it was said that she was filming something I, I think she's sure. filming a,
1: a uk x is it on the uk
0: beach, x on the beach because x yeah. on the peak has a bunch of uk people on it so it might have been i'm not sure but either way well, she was Faby, filming ra- and racism, couldn't respond
1: yeah Racism um, is ignorance, but there's a difference between someone who's a racist who has hate in their heart and someone who is just very ignorant and, mm. and does something stupid. Um, and can learn from it and and would be willing to apologize for offending people. I mean, th- there is a big difference there.
0: There is. I just want to touch on one thing on this subject before I move on from this, which is what Irving is saying. Um, he said, shout out to my girl Jan on Twitter. She had a great example of when Emily Schramm did blackface on the show, but she seems to get a pass. Why is that? And I think that's a perfect example of showing that when you see the entire context of a situation and a person's intent and, and what they actually meant and what happened and the whole story behind it, that you're more easy easily able to forgive them because you understand that they weren't coming from, you know, this horrible place, this racist place and and that kind of a perspective. They actually didn't know what was going on and they were fully ignorant and they had no ill intent. And that's exactly what happened with Emily. We got to watch the situation play out. We got to watch that she didn't know what was going on. We got to watch her being told that it was offensive. We didn't get to see that with Georgia. All we saw was two photos and then now we can make up, you know, the whole story for ourselves and people are making it up in, in quite a harsh way. So that's a really really good example.
1: I think the, another big difference is the time in which it happened that back then, even though it was only like five years ago, um, people could make mistakes and they could be criticized for it and they could, you know, apologize for it on a reunion. But we are living in an age where people are get, like, if you make one mistake People are like assaulting you on mm. online, like in the name of of social justice or whatever. And they're going to delve through every single thing you've ever posted online just to find more. And it's just it's a totally different time. It's a mob mentality Um makes a good right point
0: now. as well, which is just the fact that we have so much more social media now. And so it's so much easier for the outrage yeah. and the backlash to be. Um, expressed and heard. And I'm not saying we can't call these things out because, you know, categorically, I think everybody thinks that it's wrong and everybody understands that it's offensive if they know about it, right? If they know about it and if they've they've heard about it, then they think that. Um, And that's not really the argument that people are having. So we have to make those distinctions. You have to be able to argue intent as well. Um, all right. So let's move on from that. Let's go on. We have Wes. He was a little bit sick. I don't know how we felt about that, but that also was just like pissing me off a bit. But just because Wes was pissing me off throughout the whole thing. Um, and one romance I do want to talk about leading into episode three. So this is a good segue for us here is Laurel and Bear. I mean, what do you think about Laurel and Bear? Like we have to discuss Laurel and Bear because this is like a interesting I don't know. I thought Laurel was dating someone, first of all. So I didn't think that she was coming into the season single and now she's going to be hooking up with bear that's a big height difference this is a height discussion that we have to have
1: laurel is i i don't i haven't really seen anything yet to confirm it but just by the way she's carrying herself laurel seems a little bit unhinged this season like she seems kind of kooky and i like it it's going to make for great tv but like she like laurel is you never know what you're going to get with her Kooky she, she but seems stable,
0: a, right? Like, she seems she, more grounded than usual, but slightly a little bit off her rocker. It's, like, all at the she, same time. She's, like, yeah, willing I'm to getting, make these Lucy big moves, but she's still, like, there.
1: I'm getting some kind of vibe from her that she, like, I I, I don't know. I feel like she's going to do something crazy. We'll yeah, see.
0: I hope so. I was very pleased with her move tonight. Um, we also had a few quitters somebody just brought up. Uh, the Faith versus Bear versus Theo fight. I don't even think we have to talk about that. It was the stupidest fight in all of the land. Um, yeah. Faith quit essentially because people were making noise. She would never survive in any sort of hostel that I've ever been in. I mean, she would just die. Uh, so she left pretty <laughs> pretty quickly because of that. Um, and let's also talk about this brewing fight that's now happening. Theo, Bear, Joss... Rogan. This is, you know, the. it seems to be the theme of tonight's episode. It was the theme coming into the episode, leaving last episode. They had a lot of hints towards this fight brewing, brewing, brewing. And now here it is. And, I mean, they fully exploded. We had so many moments throughout this episode where we saw the tension between them. And I just don't understand why these four boys are clashing so much. I thought they would get along a lot more than they are.
1: Well, I think, yeah, I, I don't know the backstory of how they relate to each other and if you know if they've overlapped on UK shows or anything like that. I don't know as well as you. Obviously they're they're really pushing the the, the Jogan deal. And then you know that Bear and Theo are friends and I see them on Instagram. They're together all the time. They were training together going mm-hmm. into this season. Um it seems like I think the big factor here is that Kaylee and Joss, like, they've been involved before, right?
0: Yeah, they dated for ages, but they, they're they actually quite good friends. They're good so, friends. yeah,
1: and, and I think that's what gives Joss and Rogan the power. So so right there you've got, mm. now you've got Joss, Rogan, and Kaylee. Um, and then Kaylee's got Cam on the other side. And then Rogan hooks up with D. so then you bring D in. And all of a sudden, it just paints a very clear picture of who's on the inside and who's on the outside.
0: Yeah, I do see what you mean in that way in terms of numbers. For voting and stuff, but they're just a lot more hot-headed than I was expecting them to be. And it's kind of sad to watch so much division within the the UK team. You know, they're yeah. they're really not having an easy time um, getting along. And uh, I do think that this fight with Theo Bear and, and Jogan is, like, just getting started. I mean, it seems like the aftermath of a lot of this stuff blew up even worse. Did you see on Instagram... Somebody asked Kaylee, like, who were her faves this season and who were her least faves. And she wrote down, like, her least faves were, like, Bear, Theo, um, Georgia, so-and-so, and so-and-so. And then Idris even shared that as well. So, like, Idris is on Kaylee's side. Like, they have, like, the beef is still going. I mean, they, they were posting this maybe a week or two ago.
1: Yeah, I noticed that. I did see Idris trying to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> um, and in this age... It's kind of hard to tell what's genuine, you know, what they're doing to get a a spot back on the next season. Mm. Um, Speaking of next season, Vevmo has released the early um, season 35 casting calls, and it is fucking tragic. Is it? Is it basically
0: just the same thing or is it a whole new world?
1: It's the same exact thing. There, well, I mean, it's, it's that's—I feel exact like that's thing. always what
0: it's going to be kind of to the some extent. I mean this season was also the same exact thing for you from last season but it's actually not because we had Jordan who you were not excited about coming on with Tori. We have Laurel. Um, we had like quite a few more people that wasn't the exact
1: same. We got time. to see a couple more names come out but um, and they are going for like another trilogy apparently which okay but the bottom line is uh X on the Peak, which is going to be the next X on the Beach season, I saw the casting list for that, and there's some really quality names on there that I enjoyed, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, okay, who casts for who casts for X on the Peak, and why can't they be casting for the challenge? Because
0: I think they it's a tester. I think it's testers.
1: Yeah. I think they're bringing
0: yeah. on some of those Brits as testers, you know, to see if they would actually do well um, on the challenge. And also, yeah, with this Viacom CBS... Merge, which we haven't even discussed.
1: Who like was the, all over that shit? We were on that.
0: Just like this marriage that we've always wanted to happen and more is now coming together. So I do think that we'll be getting a lot um, more of their CBS-type cast members. I really hope we don't get Jackson. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, so we'll see about that. And listen, like, Bear's whole thing with his team right now, I think it'll settle down. I think it'll come down and everything will come into place. I do think that on sheer performance bear theo and georgia are going to make it further than the others on their team and that that's going to propel them they also had that huge fight do you remember that huge fight that they videoed of bear and georgia like in thailand post filming or something so i i think they make it pretty far because they wouldn't have all been eliminated at the same time unless they were all eliminated in like a purge or after the final or something along those lines
1: yeah that's true um So we'll see. I will say, based on that and talking a little bit about tonight's episode, um, I said it before Georgia even at her confessional where she said that that, uh, Bear was turning her on. I I was just seeing the way she was cheering for him. I was like, yeah, Georgia, she can't get enough of Bear. Bear is her kryptonite.
0: Yeah. She loves her some Bear. I do think that that's like a a big kryptonite mess right there. Yeah. But we'll see how that plays out. All right, so we go into the challenge tonight. This was a great challenge. I thought it was really fun. It was funny to watch. It was a bit of a mess, but it was also, like, you know, the perfect length of time. Basically, they have to memorize a set of numbers um, to this code that corresponds to these locks that are, like, they lock in these giant poles that are in this massive hamster wheel, and they have to unlock each side of each pole, fling it out the hamster wheel to the shore, and then once they get every single person's pole, off of, off of the locks and onto shore, they go and bring it and they assemble either a U.S. or a U.K. flag. Um, and this was a, like an interesting challenge. I, I had a feeling throughout the whole thing that because they were hyping up the win on the U.K. side so much that something tragic was going to happen. I didn't watch the um, on next week last last episode, so I didn't know. Mm-hmm. This whole cheater thing that I saw circulating on Facebook, I wasn't really clued into that, so I didn't expect exa- you know this to exactly go down. But once I saw the lock from Theo and how he was breaking it, I was like, yeah, they're screwed.
1: Yeah, I, I was ready for it when I saw that. Yeah. Um, this this challenge was um, the puzzle itself. It was it's a survivor puzzle. They they do that all the time on Survivor where they have these these thin pieces that you have to insert in a in an order to make uh you know to make some kind of picture or some kind of phrase. Uh it was just a very dumbed down version of the Survivor puzzle because it literally had like the order on the pieces that you have to put it in. Mm. Uh usually they have to figure out that stuff from scratch. Um but yeah, it, then it you added silly. in the more Yeah, then you added in the more challenged base element, which is the rotating hamster wheel and uh you know, having to navigate that, which, which may, you know, put their, their touch on it. So it was a bit of a hybrid challenge tonight.
0: Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. I thought it was decent. Um, for sure. I I do love this one line that banana said, but by the way, bananas, I've been loving, maybe it's because I've been hating West, but I've been loving bananas this season. It gives me a lot of, um, when did I love bananas? Was it dirty 30? That was one of those seasons where I just really particularly, I just started liking him a lot more than I usually do. And I, this season I get similar vibes. Um, and so anyways, he makes a line, he goes, uh, now I know what my underwear feel like when they're on tumble dry low. And that was just so funny. <laughs> like that was just classic bananas. It was spot on. Um, And this challenge was good overall. Uh, Who stood out to me shockingly was Kaylee. I thought she did a pretty good job when the Brits came up to to bat because I kept hearing her, okay, I got one, I got one. Unless editing was, um, you know, messing with us and just putting that I got one on repeat. I think she was, I think she was like doing decently. Um, And it all came down to it if you guys haven't watched it yet i'm sure most of you guys have but essentially what happened with this whole cheater thing was that um they couldn't get some of the last two locks or the weight was just leveraged wrong and theo ended up breaking a couple of them off um so even though the uk wiped the floor with the us in time they must have beat them by at least five five or six minutes uh they lost which was really quite unfortunate um and i mean I just—I had a feeling. I knew it the whole time. They couldn't have—they couldn't have made it more obvious when yep. they had the celebration scenes, and then TJ the, pulls out the lock. Um,
1: the most impressive feat from that entire challenge was Kyle. Holding himself up (laughs) on the piece As it was spinning around Do you guys know how hard that is Like that was And everyone's Uh, like Oh no Kyle Kyle He's like holding on for dear life That was awesome
0: Yeah Oh that was fantastic What did CT say during that moment Or Kyle was like Sorry dad (laughs) Yeah
1: (laughs) Um, Was that Was that bear That pulled his ass out I couldn't tell who pulled their ass out After UK got announced uh, For for getting it done I think it was bear's ass
0: I mean if I had to guess Um, It'd be bear And then it
1: And then it looked like After they announced that, that UK cheated and that US were the winners. I saw a quick cut. It looked like Johnny was going to pull his ass out in retaliation as he's known to do. Johnny's a big fan of, of the moon, but then they cut it so that you didn't end up seeing that.
0: There, um, There's a lot of people in the comments section saying Josh is such a nerd. The way he talks to Georgia, he's desperate. Josh just wants screen time. Gus was right about him last season. Uh, and honestly, like I I don't know about you guys, but I was team Josh this entire episode all the fucking way. I was actually pissed. I mean, because I'm not liking Wes right now. I think he's just being so annoying. He it's just so inauthentic. Everything he says, I feel like it's coming from such a fake place. Um, and and I was so team Josh. And I thought it was great the way that they had planned it out before that he was going to be the speaker. Um. And he made a killer move. I mean, he made a fantastic move. This whole thing of them being upset that he like took out one of their best players. The entire U S team is stacked and the UK team physically can't even remotely compete. So losing Wes is not that detrimental in my opinion.
1: I think that, uh, Josh, he makes for good TV. He's a controversial personality. He's very emotional. Um, I, I, you know, enjoy watching him cry. It's entertaining. Um, and also I, I just I like that he did want to change the game up because the game would be really boring if everybody stuck to their team lines you yeah. know if, if 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 we went through an entire season and we didn't get one team throwing their own player in uh dur- during that that voting process then it just it wouldn't be taking advantage of the the possible wrinkles in this format so I like that he did that I like that he brought some drama um i'm good with it but in terms of josh and georgia
0: okay that's cringe i agree that whole them talking was really they cringed me out and i couldn't watch it too too much but i mean like i'm not seeing that one i feel kind of that way about a lot of romances when i'm watching them on the screen but i just i just think also like think about how much people would be criticizing josh if he didn't make that move and then in two weeks time Wes is in the tribunal and he puts josh in you know what i mean like what's, yeah, you gotta stay ahead of it. I you totally have, agree. You have to take your shot before the other guy is gonna get you out. It makes no sense. Somebody directly told you, or you heard, Laurel heard, right there, that Wes was about to pick off Josh like a number. I mean, what else was Josh supposed to do? It would have been such a weak move to not pull that trigger so well um, and,
1: and yeah i agree that that laurel it, it kind of seemed like josh might flip back from from the west plan and that laurel really drove it however i think what we didn't see on camera tonight and i know Fabi's not gonna like this i i think that bananas was actually like the mastermind of, the, of that whole thing and this was bananas it does have his fingerprints? he and uh i I'll talk about it at, when we get to the end of the episode of where, where the lines are, are drawn and who's working with who. But Bananas was all over that. And Bananas was absolutely, I guarantee you, feeding to Josh and to Laurel, uh, throw you know throw on less, throw on less, less.
0: Yeah, he definitely, he probably was. And I think Laurel's also the perfect person to have had in that tribunal because she's not afraid to make that move. So, you know, if she's going to be voting... First, before Josh, she's not going to be scared and not going to not say West, which I thought was great. So she was in that position. She helped um, propel that for sure. I'm, I'm, I was definitely a fan of Laurel right there. Um, let's back up. Let's talk about the tribunal a bit and everybody just sort of ganging up on Bear. Um, I mean, it, it felt like it, there was almost nowhere to go. But when you count the numbers, they they're not that far behind. Like Kyle isn't really in that crew. He could very well join up with CT. And if CT is going to vote one way, then Kyle's going to vote with him. Then you have Theo and you have Nicole and you have Georgia and you have quite a few other people. And so I do think that, the UK, like, that side needs to start playing that social game. Bear, Theo, and Georgia need to gather their allies and and rally if they're going to have a chance because right now they're not doing anything, and it's they're making it seem like there's this big majority over there, but it's not really a big majority.
1: I, I don't think they can, and I think it's because, like I said, there's four people that are locked in together, Joss, Rogan, Kaylee, and and D, And CT and Kyle are both tweeners. That's how they play but they see that majority, they're going to go with them. Um, yeah, and it but, sounds like they might have Idris as well. I think they were saying that.
0: But, but then consider this. What if Bear, Theo, and Georgia have Nicole and, let's say, Esther? You know what I mean? Then what's, what's to say that they don't then have the majority that Kyle and CT can come over to? I just yeah, feel like they're not true. trying socially. And I, right, they, I
1: guess uh, um, I guess from CT's, and he sees Bear as like an easy pariah. Um, it's just an easy person to throw out there and say, hey, you know, let's go to this guy. Mm. he's a wild card it's an easy name and people will be against him and so on and so forth um bear he i i don't think they're going to be able to turn those numbers around
0: i hope they are but we'll see we'll see how it goes um so anyway so yeah we go after that we've got josh versus team us we talked about that a bit we talked about laurel's sleeping maneuver which was this whole This whole series of events was very Big Brother, pretending you're asleep, listening to something going down, using it politically against your opponent. I mean, it was just all a play by play, um, a beautiful, beautiful strategic play by play from all of these guys right here. And I think it was it was beautiful for bananas because he got to sit back and watch his enemy uh, being voted in. Um, And this is also when we have the continuation of Theo versus Rogan. And this is when it gets really heated. They almost get physical. You see Dee chiming in, who I thought was saying some very relevant points. Um, And it really, it showed the divide between the UK team, but it also showed me how annoying some of the UK people can be. Like, I don't know why they're not unifying themselves. I don't know why they're, they're... trying to fight so much within their own team. Like they need to focus on getting better as a unit. And I think that they all have this almost like this um defeatist mentality where they feel like they're not going to win. So they need to just protect themselves at all costs. And I do think they have a chance to win. If they had focused today for half a second, then they would have won.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. There's definitely potential there that they're not taking advantage of when it comes to Rogan versus Theo. I was actually torn I'm not sure, and maybe it's because I don't know either of them well enough. I'm not sure who I would take in a physical altercation between them. Rogan seemed Same. to say he would snap Theo. But Theo seems like he can go as well. Um, I like that. It's I, I, I like when when you can think about something like that and be kind of torn. As opposed to, you know, we talked in the past about Devin and Johnny. Where it's not even a doubt in my mind that Devin in like an actual fight, and he's probably been in fights, would beat Johnny. But when it comes to Theo and Rogan, I don't know, man.
0: Yeah, but Devin and Johnny is definitely not an ended debate, by the way. That is open uh, oh, for it's all of time because it's that is so the wrong big, answer. Big,
1: big Devin would cry. I,
0: um, I, I really don't know who would win in that fight. That is a good question. We should put that up as a poll. I'd love to hear what the San have to say because that's a tricky one. I mean, you have – the thing is, Theo is a, an actual athlete. Like, he has been yeah. competing – athletically for a long time his muscles are primed his ligaments are nicely lubricated like this guy is a specimen of all specimens when it comes to um athleticism and then you have rogan who's kind of like this steroidy type muscly type guy who might be stockier but i just
1: do you see joy's comment oh my god where controversial ta- controversial take joy
0: <sighs> okay listen theo, theo with an eye patch well, is pretty hot and if he gets it decorated then i think it's gonna be even hotter i mean i don't know like he might get his, his sight back i really don't think it's that big of a deal one eye theo is still just as hot I, you
1: think he's gonna get his sight back
0: he might he i don't know he might. Oh, th- th- these doctors always underestimate these things. He, I don't that's, think it was a like, full, um, I don't think it was fully split in half. I think it was just cut in half, like cut, like a bit cut.
1: I don't know if he's getting his sight back. Th- this is a very relevant uh, topic because I'm doing a a full Desperate Housewives run through, and there's a very notable blindness storyline and uh, recovery of sight. Shout out to Carlos Solis.
0: Okay, are you reading these right now? So ba- I, I hear you, Stephen, and the fact that. Theo has more endurance but a fight isn't always about endurance a fight might be about somebody who has the ability to just knock yeah. somebody out with a really strong punch you know what I yeah I'm and
1: Rogan Rogan is just sturdy and he seems like the kind of guy who's been in a lot of barroom brawls mm-hmm. um and also mm-hmm. I, maybe I'm stereotyping I don't know Brits just seem tougher they're just they're just like more likely to go they're more likely to get pissed drunk and fight the way it seems to me
0: I don't know many people who fight, to be honest. Like I'm not like that's not the crowds that yeah, I actually we're, we're, run we're, with. Yeah, we're
1: not. Yeah, we're not really <laughs> surrounded by fighters.
0: Like uh, I don't all know. my little Jewish friends, they're like, "Let's put it up, schmooly.
1: <laughs> it's not a, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, not a lot of bar in the in the the Jewish community.
0: There's not that many, no. So I don't really know like who fights, you know, in bars and stuff. But I I, I don't I think that that's just a fantastic question. Definitely one worthy of debate and I would love to see them go head to head. That'd be a fantastic, a fantastic showdown. Uh, And also on top of that, something that, that Rogan seems to have forgotten about is that Theo spent like a month and a half or what was it? Two months studying MMA with like these Muay Thai specialists in Thailand. Yeah. So he, he might also have, you know, the skill, which is fantastic. Um, And that could really add a lot of leverage to his, uh to his argument that he would win so i don't know well we'll see we'll see what people have to say we'll put a poll up for you guys vote in that when it gets released um and let's move on now we have um the proving ground we actually get to the proving ground this will be leading up to this entire episode this was fantastic i wasn't sure this was gonna go down because editing made it seem like maybe they weren't gonna go through with the west plan that maybe he was gonna you know cower to paulie and this quote-unquote alliance which what alliance? Do you know what he's talking about?
1: Um, yeah, I'm so some of these people, Wes, and Wes made light of it in the first episode. Cara, Polly, not Johnny so much anymore, it seems. Like they they find out who's on the season and they call everyone and they try to set up an agreement to work with everyone. That's why some of these people coast to the finals or coast far in the game, because they're connected to everyone. So it seems to me, that Wes or or that Paulie, Josh, Zach. Leroy mm. it seems like all of them had an agreement set up going into the season to work together
0: yeah so this is just a load of bullshit I don't know why Josh should have to follow that or have any loyalty to that it was yeah, obviously like I totally the, agree the mo- I mean this is like this alliance is hanging on by a thread the fact that he took a move you know took a punch this oh my like- god if
1: if Josh is sitting in a room with Zach Paulie, and Leroy who have all done more seasons than mm. him who does he think's going to be the low man on the totem pole? I mean, come on. That's that's basic uh that's basic reality competition 101.
0: He's I mean, he's a rookie in a house of some of the, the biggest vets. They've all competed in the most seasons. Like it's been it's yeah. it's ridiculous who he's uh, teamed up with. So, I don't think that it was that crazy and I actually can't believe that they even called it an alliance. And the way that Kara and Polly were going on about how, you know, like I understand that they're aligned with Wes, but I just like, I think that there are better options. I just really think that there are better options. Um, anyways, well, what well, Josh has the balls and he did the right thing. I completely agree. You know, so I, I completely agree. I think that this was one of those cases where in two weeks time, Wes would have easily taken a move at Josh and then boom, yeah. he would have been screwed. So
1: what we got was a challenge blind side. They took a classic tried and true survivor and big brother tactic the blind side. Wes had no idea he was going into elimination in, in that episode. And it mm-hmm. was really beautiful. It Laurel was. comes out, drops it, drops the bomb. Uh, like I said, she seems a little unhinged this season. She's playing a little kooky. So she said, Wes, she had a smile on her face. Nobody had any idea about it, which is is the whole point of a blind side. And it's really something that you don't normally see on the challenge that much. And uh, it made for a Pretty great move. I like we, it.
0: We almost never see a blindside like this on the challenge. One, th- I was trying to think of when the last time was that we saw one yeah, side I, this of this magnitude, and I, I think it maybe, might be
1: maybe Johnny, yeah, Tony sending in Johnny, which yeah. really wasn't that big like it, it wasn't that big of a blindside because it, it seemed like most of the people in the house knew that it might be coming, you know, yeah, it might it be was a coming of Devin, bananas. yeah, because Devin was trying to campaign that to everyone in this. Nobody was expecting it. Nobody expected him to cross team lines.
0: Yeah, Wes went to finals, but so have many other people on Team U.S. Also, there's been other people on Team U.S. who have won. I mean, it's a stacked team. I just don't think that they're short of eligible, you know, good competitors. I don't think that that's like their shortage right now. I think what they did that was positive um, was get rid of somebody who's politically playing the game selfishly and for themselves and almost never will be playing the game for the team. And so they just guaranteed themselves, you know, one less person have to worry about snaking them, which is absolutely Wes. I mean, he, he Yeah. I, I don't know how he would have even made it far after the reputation he built for himself last season with all of the DMS and all of the talking and all the dealings and all the, you know, everything that he did. I mean, I didn't see him making it far this season because of all that anyways.
1: Um, yeah, I I I feel the same way. Okay, um, so
0: basically, yeah, Bear goes in. He ends up calling out Wes before they even say anything. They end up voting in Wes. Bear goes down, hugs TJ in a very glorious little emotional moment, which was really cute. Um, and this is when we get the elimination. It's called firing squad, and it reminded me a lot of those that game that the boys used to play with the football, where they would like throw the football into a crowd, and then like everybody had to like get the football. J- jackpot. About? No, it was called something else where I come from, but yeah. I, it was like, it was just we call like, it
1: jackpot out here.
0: Yeah, whatever jackpot or whatever you guys want to call it over there. Mm. But it reminded me so much of that. Basically, TJ just shoots a cannon at them 70 miles per hour uh, and they have to get the cannonball and put it into their little like goal. Um, I would say
1: it more so reminded me of uh, Nickelodeon Guts. They, they had a couple different games designed like that. Particularly, there was one where like the football or the soccer ball would drop out of a shoot. And then uh, all three competitors would have to be, you know, the first one to get it.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah very, cu- it was kind of similar to that. Three yeah. flies up. That's it. That's it. That's Whoa.
1: The game. Uh, that must be a West Coast thing. Yeah, I've yeah. Never that's
0: absolutely that. the name. And Greg is not from the West Coast, I don't believe.
1: I think Greg has oh, West Coast roots. He has roots. West Coast roots. I think he does. He does. He,
0: does. he has, he has some, uh, uh, some Orange County roots. Out
1: here on the the East Coast, uh, from where I'm from and probably down to uh, Newport News County, where Erlene lives, uh, we call it jackpot. She doesn't actually live in Newport News County. She's going to be upset I said that, by the way.
0: <laughs> all right. All right. So we have this elimination. It goes pretty well for Barry. He wins 2-0. Uh, and I mean, it, West looked defeated from the start. Uh, and he you know, throws out this line at the end of the elimination when he's celebrating, and he goes, if he's your best player, man, you're in trouble. Um, and then he fist bumps TJ, which was awesome. <laughs> yeah,
1: he is Chris, from, from California. California yeah, he's that. from California. Um, yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. Bear, he really wanted to earn his his Grizzly Bear um, nickname.
0: <laughs> he's a Grizzly Bear,
1: right? I got I could just I could listen to him talk all day. It's it, he's he's uh, so entertaining, he and fantastic. I really enjoy his accent. And he just has a lot of funny stuff to say.
0: He does. He was great. Honestly, it was fantastic. And and listen, the first three episodes, if they were a sign of what's good to come, I'm pretty excited for this season. An hour and a half long episodes. That is a big fucking deal for us in the challenge community. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to get a lot of challenge content to you guys. Hannah's hit list will be starting soon. I know people have been missing her recaps. My dog is. I so will annoying. say
1: Bear made one mistake. what did he do? Bear made a mistake by going back to Team UK. He is outnumbered do, on Team UK. Do you think UK. though?
0: Like but, but how would he have any how would he, how would his situation be any better on Team US? Because think about it. I position thought this out.
1: I thought this out. So if Bear decides to go to Team US then he could go into Team US and immediately declare his loyalties for Johnny and Johnny's crew. At which point, you would we've already established Laurel is working with Johnny. You could assume that because of this move that Josh will probably go with Johnny as well. So you've got Johnny, Laurel, Josh,
0: Leroy, Bear,
1: Nani, and Leroy. And it seems like Leroy kind of working both sides. But if you go into that majority... And if you've got five strong with Bear, Leroy jumps over full time to them. It's not a and he's bad the idea. Sixth man.
0: It's definitely not that's a bad idea. That's I'm pretty
1: sure that's a majority on that team.
0: I actually, I, I could, I see where you're coming from with this. I, I don't think it's such a bad instead, idea. Instead,
1: instead Bear being on Team UK, I feel like he is going to be the guy that they they throw in every time. It's either going to be him or Theo,
0: or Idris. I don't know that. Oh, you mean Team U.S.
1: Just whoever. I Bears team. Bears team. They're gonna use him as a sacrificial lamb. He's I don't think that the
0: Bears team. I don't think that Team U.K. though is gonna vote in Theo on their own. Like that's crazy. That's their best player. That would be outrageous. Once
1: once Bear goes, they're gonna be picking Theo over Idris. It it just seems like Idris is working with, and, with Joss and Rogan. That's the it sense does I get. Like and now you've got more now mold. you've got the Theo and Rogan beef. There's a couple, uh, um, it just seems like there's a couple things working against. You know, Theo came in with Bears as close as the Lions, Bears on the outs, and then Theo's going to be on the outs. So, Bears, well, he to might flip have it.
0: the chance to do it. He might have the chance to do it again. Obviously, he's probably going to be called into elimination. If this is, you know, the, the way that things are going for him this season, then he'll definitely be back in the proving ground to be able to possibly switch.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep, I, I hope he does. Um, I do because, hope we make use yeah.
0: of the switch. I do hope we make use of it at some point in the season. I want to see it played do it. out. Someone's yeah. going
1: to do it. Like We're living in an age where if you dangle it out there, someone's going to do it because they want to make for good TV. Yeah, very, <laughs> so very we're gonna true. Get it. They
0: want to be the entertainment factor of the show. Um, yeah. All right, so I think that's it. Zach, do you have anything else to add to our lovely fans?
1: Um, well, in our off-season, I, there, there were a couple really funny – uh, posts that, you know, and posting patterns that I saw, I paid pretty close attention to challenge fans and challenge talk. I want to highlight, um, first of all, all the people who are asking on challenge fans and challenge talk, how to, how to use Pluto TV. I'm just laughing at you guys. Like, come on, we're living in 2019, Google it, or just figure it out yourself. People are like, I don't get it. How does Pluto TV work? And it's like, dude, you just put it on, you just put it on and you watch it there's no on demand that's the gimmick and you watch commercials and
0: they it have everything it takes you 2 seconds to
1: figure out and yeah. they have also, all
0: of the seasons right now it's or great right? yeah if you
1: them. if well uh, it seems like they go back to Battle of the Seasons 2012 and they go forward and then they restart and go forward um if you guys aren't checking that out though i mean do it it's a free download and then you find the channel on Pluto TV and it's just it's all of uh, it's all the seasons from Battle of the Seasons 2012 up to now and you just watch it and there's commercials and it's like watching old school TV. Um, another thing, there was a thread uh, not that long ago where people were talking about, as I said, you know, Beast CT is back. He's jacked again. And this one dude swore up and down on the thread that CT is 6'5". He's like, CT 6'5". It's a known fact. And I was like, hold the fuck six on. 6'1",
0: no? 6'1"? C-
1: not even. CT's like six foot even
0: He's, yeah like he's like he's like 5'11 like
1: def- 6 foot
0: no he's definitely a six yeah, foot or over absolutely. absolutely trust
1: the challenge height where's truther. greg
0: greg help but us. either way
1: this guy swore to me that ct was 6'5 so i had to post a picture where it shows that ct is actually smaller than evan CT standing next to evan and greg- he's smaller than evan how
0: tall is evan greg what is ct's height because we need this right now
1: yeah, don't ask Greg to prove it to you. I'm the guy, all right? I was, See, I've been is right? CT61, and that's
0: from Stephen Carmichael, and he has his own luxury uh, clothing Stephen's brand. Stephen's
1: a career troll, and he's getting pretty close to being banned, whoa, all whoa, right? Whoa, 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 whoa. Stephen Stephen's has a luxury Stephen clothing company. St- 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 Stephen no is a way. designer.
0: He is a fashion no designer. Way.
1: I don't believe it.
0: Stephen Carmichael. St- it just sounds like st- a wash I should own. <laughs> <laughs>
1: six no he, he's
0: six one or it, two it, ct is without a foot. doubt over six foot without six foot. a doubt
1: listen we've without been over this before mark long is six two six three he towers over ct he doesn't tower um,
0: over ct he doesn't yes how tower, over towering evan so tower evan is
1: taller evan is taller than ct Um, but listen, so this guy, just because CT is such a mythical figure, he swore up and down that CT was 6'5". So then I posted a picture of Mark Long and Evan being taller than CT. I was like, so does this make Mark 6'7 and Evan 6'6"? Oh, such bullshit. I think,
0: I think they're all just like an inch or two over CT. CT is definitely over six foot. Either way, he's a tall glass of water. Steven, um,
1: I did not know that you're repping the challenge lives. I like that. Ch- yeah. Challenge Mania Live. I-, I dig that.
0: Mark Long is 6'4. Yeah.
1: Okay. And you I think he's t- I think he's more like 6'3.
0: If he's if Mark Long is 6'4 or 6'3, he's not towering over someone who's 6'1 or 6'2. Listen,
1: although CT actually Billy, has was a big six, Billy was
0: six Billy was 6'4 and he was in yeah, taking pictures and, next and to
1: C T. He's he's taller, t- no, but he's taller, not like that has, much taller. No, we've talked about this. Billy has a picture with Mark Long and C T, and he's taller than both of them. So you can use that as your reference. Uh,
0: okay, so the mark Long can't be 6'4". Um, okay, so anyways, guys, thank you guys so much. This has been fantastic. Uh, we will hopefully be getting all of this delicious audio content for you guys out there. Um, shut up, Enos. Everybody, everybody's chiming in now with all their heights.
1: No, he's, see, Enos is right. He's no, like 5'11", 6'0". No, 5'11",
0: or 5'10". I'm
1: telling you, I'm telling you people.
0: Okay, let's buy How a cameo. Okay. Let's buy a cameo from CT and And tell him that the cameo, in the cameo, he has to measure
1: himself. (laughs) Can he measure his waistline as well? (laughs) Oh, 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 oh. So mean.
0: Oh, my God. Sorry, guys. All right, guys. All right, guys. Thank five, you five. so much. It's been fantastic. I cannot We're wait back, for episode baby. four. Yes, we are definitely Subscribe back. Subscribe
1: to the podcast feed. Follow me on Instagram. Follow Shani. Yeah, let's give us go. a five-star
0: review. Thank you guys so much for all the five-star reviews. We have so many on iTunes right now. It's been fantastic. So let's keep those rolling right. through. Um, and we'll get you guys the audio a lot more reliably this season. You know, I, I say we did a lot better last season than we did our first season, and so then I think yep. this season we will do better than we did last season, which means yeah, the, we'll virtually the batteries be, are be consistent. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think I think we're there. We're, we I almost have learned, the system.
1: Um, we just have to sacrifice some of the vocal quality and editing techniques that we would like yeah, and just give yeah. people all the bullshit. So you're getting all the dogs barking, people. Get ready for it.
0: We do. Shawnee can't be a perfectionist anymore, you know. It's just it's too much <laughs> yeah. for me. I can't live this way. Anyways, Trust me. Guys. People are,
1: yeah, we're good.
0: We love you all. We do. We really do. And this has been a fantastic first episode streaming with you guys. Um, Please pass on the word that we do our live videos. Apparently some people didn't know that we did this. I told quite a few and they were very eager and excited to come into the group and comment. So I love our little comment section. We'll keep that going. For those of you listening on audio, please know that you can watch this live right after the episodes. Uh, Tune in about 20 to 30 minutes after the episodes air. And we are here on our Facebook page, Facebook at Saniac Podcast and at Saniac Podcast on all the other social media platforms as well as SaniacPodcast.com. We have some new review videos hopefully coming to you guys as well from the comedian Tina Barrow which are going to be great. They're going to be queer challenge reviews. Um, I know Zach is super excited to have Tina aboard on the Saniac crew so it's going to be great Uh, and we will see you guys next week.
1: Peace. (音楽) Yes, Roger. Thanks gotta call me,